Lorimer Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is uh, my admirable pleasure, someone that I admire uh, deeply in this industry, someone that is an outsider, somewhat of a black sheep, somewhat of a pirate, someone who really doesn't give a shit what anybody else thinks and uh, has supported the psyche of tens of thousands of real estate agents across our nation and beyond with his satirical, piercing, dark, uh, uh, hilarious humor, which really just when we're all having a bad day, which we all do in real estate, we look at Eric's Instagram. I watch your Instagram uh, feed. I look at his Instagram feed and I just get that. Ah, that's right. This isn't that serious after all. And you know what? He, 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 what he does is resets my day. I get a giggle and I've been a fan for years, for years and years and years. So I want to welcome to the show, um, Eric Simon. The, you all know these. If you don't know his name, you should, but you all know his outfit. The broke agent is legendary in the real estate community. Legendary. Uh, I don't think there's any agent on the planet that doesn't know what it's well. Certainly not in the US. We all know you. And you've flipped it really from ground up, from grassroots, from organic. You flipped it into a business, dude, right? Yep. You turned something odd and quirky and weird um, into a freaking business with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers. So without further ado, I want to bring to the show a true star in our industry and a true legend, Eric Simon. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. That intro was incredible. You should write my bio for me, honestly. That's, I hope I could live up to the legendary status. That was just the, the adjectives you used to describe me are just you know incredible. Thank you. Well, you know, it's easy when it's when they're when they're sincere, right? It's easy right. when when what it's it's easy when I already admire you. I already like I, I already like you. I already like what you stand for. And I love that you are, you know, you're this voice, you're this I hope you don't mind me referring to you as as like odd and quirky. Oh, that's um, that's fine. That's definitely definitely the case. You know, you've got this this such such a unique perspective on such a let's face it, right? I mean, the real estate industry isn't full of it's not it's not full of lots and lots of of overly funny people. But right. you are you, you nail it, dude. So so can you give us all a bit of the genesis of where did the broke agent come from? Yes. So I started working at the Laugh Factory after college as a marketing assistant doing their social media. So that's kind of where my social media chops came from and my comedic awareness, I guess, to, you know, write things down that I found funny. I was not a comedian. I was literally like an intern and then marketing assistant and then quickly got hired. Not quickly. I quit the Laugh Factory, did a couple of months where I was just making vines. Remember those, that six second yeah, video yeah. app. I was trying to make it big on there and, you know, none of them went viral. And I was basically unemployed for two months doing nothing. <laughs> and then a girl I knew at uh, Hilton and Highland uh, brokerage in Beverly Hills hit me up and asked me to be a temporary receptionist for two weeks at a real estate brokerage. I had no interest in getting in real estate, knew nothing about real estate, but I was like, I need some money. I'm going to do this. So became the receptionist there for a couple of weeks, loved everybody in the brokerage, you know, Zach Goldsmith, Eric Hassan, uh, the Altman brothers were there. There was so much energy and excitement, a lot of, you know, funny, charismatic personalities. 
that I did everything I could to stick around in that brokerage and, you know, not have, not get fired uh, by Jeff Highland, which was definitely scary working for, <laughs> for him. Um, this is a boutique brokerage in Beverly Hills, which is very like, you know, suited and booted and like strict basically. So then I eventually got hired by David Kramer, uh, a real estate agent in Beverly Hills as his assistant, then became a buyer's agent where I was sitting uh, dead open houses two, three times a week, cold calling, door knocking to no success, felt extremely uncomfortable, really didn't like real estate, um, just was having no success, you know, got zero listing appointments, driving around the city, door knocking, spending more money on, uh, you know, gas and food than I was, you know, my actual real estate business. And then eventually started kind of posting the inner monologue of a struggling agent on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram under the, at the time, anonymous alias, the broke agent. And then it really picked up from there. So the, 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 the satire really came really the, the genesis of it was frustration. You were, you truly were, like, yes. you were a broke agent. Yes, absolutely. I was the definition of a broke agent and I just, I couldn't believe everything I saw on Instagram was nonstop success, right? Every, every agent that was posting was motivational quotes. They were wearing suits. They were taking phone, fake phone calls in front of cars. They were sitting in incredible open houses and, I was, I felt like I was the only one in the world who wasn't crushing it on social media. So I figured there's got to be other people out here like it and just kind of tweeted out, you know, Hey, no one's coming to my open house. This sucks. I had an awkward conversation. You know, the neighbor came in and bothered me just, you know, types of like observations that every realtor has, but I wasn't posting about how incredible it was going. And that resonated with people and just picked up really quickly. So you really, I mean, what you, this is, this is something I'm a, I'm a very big believer in. It's like finding your niche, finding your place yeah. in the social world, which can be overwhelming to agents. You're like, you know, just, just figure out what your niche is. It's like, uh, I don't know what my niche is, but um, I love that you were propelled into, into the, I mean, you've now, it's great. That you, there's a lot of folks that kind of find a unique voice on social media, but you've now, you've turned it into a fully fledged business. So uh, we've talked about the genesis. Let's talk about where you're at right now with the broke agent, just to give people inspiration. Okay. So started six years ago. Now we have over 300,000 followers on Instagram alone. I have the broke agent account, which is kind of, you know, memes, reels, gifts, tweets, text-based posts, and it's kind of content curation, but also me creating the content. I have bad real estate picks, which is another account that goals to get in the consumer so that's just bad listing, blunders, uh, you know, property descriptions written all caps, toilet seats ups and photos, thumbs and you know the placement when they're posting their actual listing photos. <laughs> so that's to get people that aren't just real estate agents into the brand. We have a podcast, the Overass Podcast. My friend Matt Leonetti and I started, where we interview real estate celebrities, entrepreneurs, marketing people, and then I also have a template platform where I produce content for agents on a monthly basis. Uh, under coffee and contracts, which is like the overall platform. And they can basically brand and customize my content for their social media. And then I do affiliate deals. I do speaking gigs now. And I write blogs and articles. And I do influencer marketing for real estate brands that want to reach real estate agents. So now it's my full-time job, basically. I still have my real estate license with Compass, but I'm basically doing this full-time. Don't tell them that. So, so it has, in fact... Uh, it, it, by, by definition, your creation of the broke agent and all of these kind of subsidiary brands, by the way, guys, you, what's, I forget the, what's the URL for the, for the bad real estate photos, bad real estate picks. 
on Instagram. Yeah. It's literally it just is, bad real estate picks. Yeah. It is hilarious. If you want to giggle, just scroll through those. It is absolutely brilliant. But so by definition, you you never really you never really kind of went fully fledged into real estate. You now are still in kind of in the real estate industry, but not a realtor. Yeah, I I did slightly. So um after I was with the team, I, I joined Gibson International, which was you know later bought by Compass and became a full-time real estate agent and started actually having success at it. And, but I, I always, my passion was in writing and actually creating the content for it. So it was very necessary that I had one foot in and kind of one foot out because that's where all the content and observations came from. So now that I'm doing less real estate, unfortunately, it's becoming harder to come up with the content because anytime I'm sitting in an open house or doing an inspection or have a conversation with another agent, there's so many observations that I could take away from that, that I could turn into a meme or a skit or a gif or something like that. And now it's getting a little bit more difficult, but I have a lot of people submitting stuff now, which is great. But I think it was very necessary for me at the beginning to have that experience in real estate to know exactly what's going on and kind of have my you know foot finger on the pulse of agents. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you are totally legit. And I think, I think that's one of the reasons why I love your content so much because it feels like, right, it's like, ah, fuck it. And I'm never normally talk about this stuff, but I've been sober a long, long time. Uh, and 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 one gets sober by speaking to another sober dude. And I think mm-hmm. when with your stuff, it resonates so much to me because you're one of us. Yes. Right. And it's like you're on the in, you're on the front lines. You're in the trenches, and you're seeing what we see, which is why it's so poignant and so funny. And it, and it it kind of you 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 feel like it's almost like you're uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe off to entertain the troops <laughs> at the front, right? Right. Um, but it's I think cathartic for a lot of agents. Like they, they relate with the humor obviously. And, and the, the pain points because there wasn't really a voice, you know, there's lighter side of real estate and a couple or a couple other comedic accounts, but there wasn't really anyone that was just hitting the pain points of real estate. It was just all success. So I think when people saw that they could relate with it, they could tag their friends and be like, Oh, this happened to me at 1453 Darlington. And then they could actually, you know, specify uh, an event that took place in their life that was similar to what's happening. You know, so I'd like to kind of walk through um, a, a little bit of the, the, the process, because I know certainly in, in the, in the, the more corporate world uh, agents and, and not just agents, but people who, people uh, sometimes are a little afraid of saying the wrong thing or being too polarized or being too cutting or too humorous or um, because they think there's this inbuilt thing, certainly with real estate agents, that if I say the wrong thing, I'm going to lose clients. So you have been more than risque many, many times on your feed. Um, how, How do you walk through, how did you walk through that initial process of like, I, you're hovering over the send button. You're like, should I send this? Should I not? What do I do? Send. Ugh. What's what's the what's the foot thought process and and the blowback and the positive? Yeah, there's it's constantly evolving with you know political correctness and you know where we are at in society today is compared to where we were in 2015, 16 when I started. I, at the beginning, my goal was to be as edgy as possible because that was what was going to make noise. And that was what was going to get followers. And then now that the audience is getting bigger, I have to be, you know, play it tighter to the chest, because the audience, you know, there's more people that could get offended or more people that could see it, basically. So I I think now I kind of have 
a gut feeling that I have developed over time through this by seeing what gets blowback and what doesn't. Anything political, I stay completely away from, even if it's a meme of, you know, Bernie Sanders or, you know, Hillary or whatever, whatever it would be, uh, Trump, um, that would turn people off no matter what, even though the meme would always have nothing to do with politics. It was just about their expression, right? So that turns off the audience. And I'm a real estate humor account. I'm not trying to make any political statements. So I've kind of understood to avoid that. And I don't want to ever turn off half my audience. They're not coming to me for my thoughts on, you know, immigration or something like that, right? They want to see funny real estate jokes. So there's that. And then also, I know kind of where to post and test it out. So Facebook is a, is kind of a death sentence sometimes. Uh, like real estate Facebook groups are a horrifying place to post. Like that's where all of the, you know, 55 year olds come out and start attacking me and, and basically want to get offended by something. So I could always test something on my Instagram before I post it to Facebook because Instagram's kind of a more intimate platform where people could, you know, kind of hide in the comments and tag each other. And it doesn't show up in people's Facebook feeds where if you like a post or you tag someone there, everyone on Facebook is going to see it, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm really answering the question well. No, 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 it but... makes sense. I, I'm a little bit scared of Facebook because, yep. uh, uh, um, you know, it's, I, I've, I've lived on Instagram for the past few years and dabbled in, in YouTube um, uh, and f I'm preparing myself to dabble in TikTok. Are you doing TikTok? Yes, I, I am. I, I need to post more on it. I go in phases. You really have to be in the mood to film yourself lip syncing or pointing at things or dancing or whatever the case may be. So sometimes it's a lot easier to just launch off a meme if I don't have good lighting or if my girlfriend's in the other room. It's embarrassing as hell to right, film right, TikToks, right. but, but very yeah, important I platform. I think it's really interesting, right? Because you know, when when real estate, uh, when when sorry, when social media first came out, it was. I remember these moments, right? I was on, I was on MySpace, and yep. then I was on Facebook, and uh, or maybe I was on Facebook and Twitter, right? That was the two forever. Um, and you tried, uh, 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 and then it was like all of these other platforms came out, and now I think we're at the point, really, thank God, where I remember trying to be on everything. I was on Pinterest, I was on Twitter, I was on Facebook, yep, I was on Instagram, I was on YouTube, I was on freaking. What a vine. And I'm like, oh my God, this it's is overwhelming. out of control. And now I look at people who I really admire. Um, and and very rare, um, other than Gary V, it doesn't appear that everybody's on every platform. And I kind of like that. Yep. I, I'd, I'd rather try and dominate one, not dominate, exist successfully on, on one or two of them than kind of be... Uh, uh, diluted on 10 of them. Yes, I, you know I, I agree. Mean? I completely agree. And when TikTok came out, I felt extremely overwhelmed because I was posting so much on Instagram. And then with, you know, Instagram story implementation, I'm focusing so much on that to grow my audience and doing, you know, eight to 15 Instagram stories a day, trying to post three times in my Instagram feed, posting to Facebook, posting to Twitter, or posting to a Facebook group that there's like, oh my God, there's a new platform now that I have to physically act in basically. And I did have to adopt it because the growth on TikTok is ridiculous. And then also learning vertical video, as you know, because I've seen your reels, you're doing it phenomenally with the captions and the music and the high quality editing. That's how people are consuming content now. So even though I didn't want to be on TikTok, I knew that at least vertical video was kind of the evolution of content. And I had to at least practice on TikTok 
And then of course, Instagram reels came out and it basically is the TikTok of Instagram. So yeah, still important to, you know, kind of dabble in these platforms to see what you're good at and to see where the content's evolving to. Right. And I, I think it's important for the audience out there to know, because you've got how many 250,000 followers on Instagram, right? Yeah. Like almost 300 on one almost, a broke agent account. Yep. Almost 300,000. Right. And to hear someone, when you see someone's got 300,000 followers, you're like, shit, they got it dialed in, man. They're just like nailing it. I'll never be like them. That's where my head goes. But it's important that whether you've got 300,000, 3000 or 300 followers, we're all going through the same struggles of like pivoting and figuring out what to, to, to post where one little nugget that I will share for, for, for everyone out there. I'm not sure if Eric has, has experienced it. I don't, you don't, you don't really do an awful lot of, you don't know any long form video, right? I did. I did a lot of YouTube videos a couple of years ago. So I did skits. I did a couple of rap videos that are super embarrassing. Oh, I saw the rap video. Oh God. Yeah. I got to pull those off the internet. There's two of them. Oh, there's, that's brilliant. There's an open house rap. And then the intro, which was basically, it's really vulgar. And I talk about like drugs and women and it's like me getting my real estate license and getting hammered. And when I posted that, my dad was like, all right, well, there goes your real estate career and everything else. But I guess, I guess he was kind of right, actually. You see, I am doing this, but, uh, but one, one <laughs> I thing did that I, one thing, because uh, I'm, when I look at TikTok, I, my, my, my story with TikTok is I've looked at it and I'm like, oh my God, there are so many talented, like 17 year olds and 13 year olds. Yeah. They're just nailing it. And I was like, I, I can't, I couldn't jump in, right? I couldn't be like, Oh, I'm going to do the miming. I'm going to do the pointing. I'm going to do the infomercials. And then I had a bit of an aha moment, which is I'm going to take some of my long form content, right? Which I've already shot, not really old stuff. And I'm going to chop little sections of it into reels. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. So that's, that's my way, my way into it. And I think, you know, trying to figure out one's identity on social media is, is a brutally complex thing. And, and, and most of us give up. Let's talk about what has been the biggest struggle with the broke agent. What what was at what point did you think, well, I got to kiss my 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 real estate career goodbye and focus on this? That must have been a tough decision. Yeah, the struggle has always been the push pull with actual real estate and where to focus my attention because at the first few years of the broke agent, I was making very little money just on kind of merchandise sales and the occasional speaking gig and the occasional brand deal, but the real money was coming in through real estate sales. So I think kind of that half in, half out um, hurt me a little bit in both careers. Like I said, it was very necessary to understand real estate so I could get the content. But if you're not a full-time real estate agent and you're not going to brokers opens every Tuesday, you're not learning the market and networking with other agents and learning the contracts, you're not going to be confident in yourself, which actually kind of helped my content too, because of this constant, you know, anxiety about it. But the fact that I was still doing real estate made me kind of complacent with the broke agent at the beginning, where all I would do is kind of just post something once a day. And I felt like I was accomplishing something. There was no other competition. There wasn't any other agent that was really producing funny content yet. This is, I'm talking like 2017. So it, it was kind of like a complacency. And then also now I think one of the biggest struggles is still coming up with content and having to continue to evolve because I can't keep posting the same, you know, it's a seller's market joke and it's so hard being a buyer's agent. And I've, I've made that joke like 5,000 times already or Zestimate jokes or, um, you know, people not signing into your open house. Like you kind of like get in these like repeat, you know, uh, jokes and concepts 
that I want to get away from. Like I need the content to evolve. I need to show myself more. I need to do more reels and TikToks. And like I said, that just takes a lot of, you know, energy and confidence where you're feeling in the mode to actually film yourself. Um, so I think the struggle has been uh, coming up with where the brand evolves, like at the beginning, because before it was just, hey, I'm creating funny stuff. This is great. People like it. Now what? What do I do? Sell a broke agent shirt? Is that going to make me enough money to stop selling real estate? No. How do I stop selling real estate? <laughs> I'm the only real estate agent to just try not to sell any real estate, right? Like I just wanted, did not want to do it. it. Made me so uncomfortable. So that's, yeah, I think coming up with how can I actually help people sell real estate? Because I'm not a real estate expert. I'm not a real estate coach, but what am I good at? And now I realize that I'm good at social media. I'm good at brand creation. I'm good at social media consulting. I know what hashtags to use. I know what accounts to follow. I know how the algorithm works because I study this for my growth. So I think that aha moment for me was kind of realizing, oh, this is what I could do. I, I could actually write blogs and eBooks and articles that help agents with their social media. I could consult them. I could help their, them grow by posting them on my accounts. And then I could actually produce content that other agents can share. You know, it's it, it's so wonderful to hear. It's kind of music to my ears because I I I have I've sat in front of a lot of really lovely real estate professionals over the years that innately really do want to do great social media, but they just don't know where to begin. Mm -hmm. And so it's it, it's amazing that. So for example, if I was a uh, an agent, I'd been in the business for ten years, and I was like, okay, I need to revamp my style could I come to you and you'd be like, Hey, let's work on this. Let's maybe inject a bit of humor here. It wouldn't look like the broke agent too. Right. It right. No, <laughs> if they want to, if they want to get fired by all their clients, then <laughs> they could do that. I, yeah, I don't really necessarily do one-on-one -on -one consulting. It's been kind of more brand consulting, I but see. a lot of agents have come to me to be like, who, who should I follow? Like what accounts do you recommend? And I think one of the biggest things that agents could do when they start their social media or they want to revamp it is, consume content, right? Is go on my Instagram, follow who I'm following, which is a lot of funny agents or agents that are doing something fun or unique on social media and try to emulate that style. Because then you can learn from the types of educational posts they're doing, their funny reels, their property tours, and they could kind of craft their voice and their style around other agents. Like all I did on TikTok at the beginning was just consume nonstop content and then try to replicate that with like a real estate twist. So I think that's what agents can can do. Yeah, I call that the old, I'm an old DJ. So I call that thumbing through the record bin theory, exactly. which is you just keep listening. I used to listen to records that I liked and then I'd be like, oh, I like the bass line here. I like the synth here. I like the vocal here and then go and create my own stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think I think a lot of people in business feel that to be a true brand, you need to sit in a silent room and have no inspiration with a, a pen and paper in front of you and organically just kind of give birth to these concepts. That's something I've never done. I've always yeah. taken inspiration from others. And, and it sounds like you're, you're doing the same, Eric. Yes. Um, so let's skip down the road a little bit. What, okay. What's on the horizon for the broke agent? What's on the horizon for Eric Simon? Where, where would you think you're going to be in a couple of years, in 10 years? Where does all this satire and, 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 uh, and cuttingly funny humor, uh, where, where, where does it, is there a conclusion? Is there a metamorphosis? Yes. Well, I don't know if there's a conclusion, but there is a metamorphosis in the sense that I want this to become a 
recognized media brand in real estate, you know, akin to like an Inman News or something like that. Kind of the barstool sports of real estate where right. there's funny content, there's funny blogs, there's a lot of creators working for it. And there's agents that follow the brand and consume the content that laugh and then also get education from it. So it also improves their business. So that's kind of the next step is, is it education? Is it a course that's kind of a funny course about, you know, how not to look like a moron your first five years in real estate. And it teaches all the things that we didn't learn in real estate school, because there's a massive gap between when you get your license and then you actually start doing well in real estate, right? I mean, 87% of agents fail in the first five years or something is the stat. And there's so much that I learned as a buyer's agent that I was never taught because of just mistakes I was making. And I think there could be some sort of fun educational course or video series that shows agents how to do social media, how to set up open houses, how to you know uh, negotiate, how to talk to buyers. But intertwined throughout it, there's funny content and funny videos that show what not to do so that that's like ingrained in their head. You know, don't leave a showing and leave the fireplace on. You might light the place on fire, right? I mean, these are things that that you kind of pick up. So I think there's that evolution. And then long-term goal, I really think that a funny kind of curb your enthusiasm-esque real estate show um, would be hilarious of you know a struggling agent in Los Angeles and all the quirky figures that you meet in residential real estate. I don't know if this is something I write, not so, certainly not something I'd be in, but that would be uh, you know, my, my like ultimate goal project is to have a show like that at some point. I, th- I love the, the idea of that. Um, um, I love the idea of kind of like an office, yeah. the office for, for real estate. Would exactly. Be, would be actually funny. Cause think about all the characters we meet in, I mean, LA specific, I mean, especially LA, New York. I mean, I'm sure everybody deals with this, but just the, the agents, the asshole agents that you meet, just the, 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 the crazy sellers you deal with when, it be, when you're dealing with higher end deals and, you know, we could hit it from all angles with like the actual, uh, the, the stuff that goes on in the office, the brokerage, your communication with the lender, the title reps, escrow, like there's just so many moving parts throughout a deal. I think it'd be really fun to cover the humor and all the nightmare scenarios that happen to real estate agents, you know, not, not walking into a house or walking to a house and the, the tenants there or the lockbox is broken and your clients waiting for you. Like there's just so many funny things that could happen. You Those know, weren't well, that, that funny that I just described, but, well, no, but the, show, the, concept, the show would be better than that. The concept <laughs> just walking awesome with the lockbox, a terrible show. <laughs> My head goes to, you've already got an inbuilt audience of 2 million people exactly. right between Canada and the U S exactly. And then I have Any an audience to push it to. So, right. So if this is just something on Facebook right. watch or it's a little YouTube series, you know, whatever it is, there's already an audience there that's kind of craving longer form, funny content. The memes are great, but you know, if it was actual skits and long form, I think that'd be really good. Amazing. Amazing. So I want to give all of you guys out there just like a little bit of a, of a tip. So not a tip, just, a, just, a, just a, uh, uh, my thoughts, which is <sighs> there are so many people, uh, and I'm not saying that Eric is a social media manager because he's not, but th- when, you are, when you're in that kind of quandary, when you're in the quicksand of where do I go on social media, and you search around and all of these people that pop up and say, we'll manage your account, we'll do this, we'll do that. I personally think having someone manage your social media account exclusively with you hands off is the kiss of death, right? Mm -hmm. Because it all becomes homogenized vanilla bullshit. What I highly recommend is Eric and the broke agent and his subsidiary companies have such a unique and polarized flavor You would be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't do what he just suggested, 
research his feeds, research his various uh, Instagram accounts, absorb it. The stuff that makes you chuckle should be inspiring to you because unfortunately, I think in real estate, in the big corporate industries, real estate, banking, uh, medical, you know, these huge industries, I think there is still that philosophy of, oh, play in the middle, don't want to upset people. Uh, and so I never subscribed to that myself and, and follow dancing to the beat of my own drum has served me marvelously. And so for you that are out there who do feel a little bit mind, maybe left field or maybe just feel like you've got a, a, a more of a unique voice, listen to Eric. He's doing it. He's, he's in the deep end, right? You know, most of us paddle around in the middle or actually most of us are in the shallow end where it's safe and warm. Some of us are in the middle. Eric's in the deep end. So you should, he's a, he's a guy to get inspi inspiration from. And, and, and where do you get all of your inspiration from, Eric? Do you just pluck it out of the air or, or, or? Just literally copy other meme accounts and just put at an open house at the end of everything. No, <laughs> I, I, uh, I mean, I, that, that's a lot of it, honestly, is looking at other creators and meme accounts and, you know, viral pictures and trying to come up with a real estate caption for it. But now a lot of the inspiration is coming from other agents because I've created this kind of network and Facebook groups and in the DMs where people are sending me a content or sending me text conversations that have happened to them. And then I also get inspiration from actually going on Facebook groups like, you know, real estate lab code agents or these bigger real estate agent groups where I could kind of see the conversations that are happening and then try to kind of pull content from that. And then also the inspiration comes from real estate stuff that actually happens to me or my agent friends that are telling me stories of what's happened or going to real estate conferences and, you know, listening to Tom Ferry speak or listening to you speak and just, you know, constantly getting information from other people in the news, housing wire, and just trying to really get my pulse on what's going on. And then, you know, concocting the same meme over and over and over again, which is great. People you can't resist having a little bit of, of like the dark humor. You can't <laughs> resist. You've got a very, uh, well, well, you, you, you know, in, in, in the Brits, for some reason, we have a very dark sense of humor. Okay. We're always very self, uh, what's, I can't remember the word, but there's a self-deprecating. That's it, self-deprecating. Yep. You, you nail that, dude. I mean, that is a <laughs> thread you. that is woven through your comedy. Well, you should see the content at the beginning in 2015, 16 was like unbelievably depressing because it was just me failing at everything. And I remember I posted an open house sign-in sheet that literally had nobody that signed in and said like, successful open today, thanks for stopping by. You know, glad I spent five hours setting up and, you know, sitting in this house and driving all the way to Beverly Hills and wasted my entire Sunday, couldn't watch football. And my dad texted me after that. I was just like, this is really depressing. You should probably delete this. Like you're gonna make people hate real estate. So. There's a little bit of that, but now I'm trying to, you know, make it a little bit lighter sometimes too. So people can see like, you know, there's some success in it because I don't want people to read the account and, you know, want to blow their head off. I want them to keep doing real estate. Oh, dear. You gave me a chuckle there, mate. All right. So that's the, for you guys who are going to be editing the podcast, that's the intro. I love that. That, that, that is, is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, all clip. right. So let, I could chat with you all day, Eric, but I, I, I want, I don't want to just, you know, be selfish and keep you to myself. I'm sure people don't yeah, have a lot of Instagram stories to post today. You're really holding up my day here. <laughs> so those, those four of you that have made it to the end of the podcast, uh, would you like to give, uh, um, your uh, email address and not email address, your, your accounts. I mean, everybody number. knows it's the broke agent. What are the yep. other ones? 
Um, they're all at the broke agent, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at bad real estate picks. Check out our podcast at the over podcast where we interview real estate celebrities. We're going to have Peter on in a month, I think. Right. right. I think we booked that. And, right. uh, yeah, it, it's great. We just, we, that's news we, to me. Oh, okay, great. I'm in dude. I'm in. <laughs> okay. And, uh, you know, we pick the brains of real estate professionals and it's with this guy, Matt Leonetti, who's hilarious, who you should also check out that does really funny reels and music videos. He's with the agency up in Toronto. And then, yeah, the brokeagent.com is kind of like the landing page for everything. And that's it. Those are all the accounts. That's it. All yeah. Right. Well, Eric, you you are a, 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 a maverick in this in this uh, <laughs> a, a industry full of, you know, I don't want to keep saying it's an ocean of vanilla, but it's an ocean of vanilla. Right. And you are, are are there kind of, you know, with your disco pink flashing, um, which is it's just amazing. I love what you do. I admire you. I think you've you your story is phenomenal. Having the balls to jump into it, just like. Full tilt, you have nothing but admiration from me. And I just want you to make me a promise that you will come back again and we'll, we'll dig deeper. Um, but I, I think the world of your mate, and thank you very, very much for being on the podcast. So uh, Eric is a star. We will be back with someone. Hopefully the guest next on the next podcast will be anywhere near as good as him. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast with me. Uh, so it's good night for me and it's... Good night from Eric. We will see you next time. Thanks a lot. That's about it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back again next week with another topic and another great podcast. So don't forget to hit that button and subscribe. Until next time, take care and I will see you later.